Welcome into the CHGO White Sox postgame show presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into CHGO. This is Studio B in our West Loop offices. Did you know West Loop, Tom? Didn't even know we were in the West Loop. I say, say it every, every show. damn show. Damn Tom. Right. You better be watching today. Tom. West Loop of Chicago here in downtown Chicago. We are coming to you live after a White Sox loss. Mm. Three to one to the Guardians. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. This is Herb Lawrence. It is me. Hello. Sorry. You can follow me on Twitter at EricanRoll23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. You you have a, a like a canned line. I do. I just said the hello. I know the people want it. It's like the thing you tweeted out yesterday about the say the line from the Simpsons. Oh, right, right. Say the line, Bart. Just hello. Uh, I mean, Steven's got the impersonation down he, for you. He can do it. Uh, we'll be Sarah, late. do you have the impersonation of me down yet? Hello. That's pretty good. That's good. Huh? You're always, a, little it's more, always... a little bit more bass in your voice, but that's all right. Hello. There you go. That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, for you to just be like, hey, do an impersonation. It is. It's pretty good. Um, we're going to talk about this loss in many different ways. Um, I kind of want to start and shout out to Sarah, who's producing the show. Um, and make sure you're liking the video as well. And Vinny Duber is going to be joining us from Guaranteed Right Field in just a second. All right. Can we pull up Max's comment here? TA is definitely an important uh, topic today. And he said TA is still one of the most underrated shortstop in Major League Baseball. Everyone goes through slumps. I'd like to see any of the people in this chat hit even one fastball from an MLB pitcher. Of course. And Tim Anderson deserves some credence, some grace. Yes. However... What I'm upset with, and still, you can love Tim Anderson. No yes. one's trying to attack your favorite player. Yes. We all want success for every single one of these players. I don't love that the White Sox gave Andrew Benatendi $75 million, but I'm more making fun of the fact that they gave Andrew Benatendi $75 million. Like, great for that man's family. Yeah. Great for him. Awesome. You, your lifelong uh, you know, talent and skill just got rewarded. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. That, and that's guaranteed money. I mean... Damn. You were. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to be a hater. That's fantastic. And we love you. We love you, Max. Don't worry. But, like, TA deserves criticism today. Yes. That is a routine ground ball that Dylan Cease needed, and he botched it. Horribly. And I always say this. Once you compare professional athletes to lay people, you've lost the argument. Because you're literally comparing them to people who don't do that job. So, yes, we can't hit fastballs, but we're not paid to hit fastballs. T.A. is. And so I get your argument, Max. You could just say, I like T.A., and he doesn't deserve the, the, the shit he's been getting lately. That could be your point. But don't compare us to T.A. You lost the argument there. But, yeah. If you well, don't I think, think he's just af- saying that the comments are... Huh? I don't think he's trying to bash us. No, he's not us. I'm talking you know, about the people in the comments. But once you try to ask, like, say, oh, they're better than people on YouTube. Yes, they're supposed to be. He's supposed to be. You're telling me that he's better than a 44-year-old dude on uh, YouTube? Yeah, I think he's a little bit better. But he deserves the, cre- the, the crap that he's getting because he played a poor game today. He made multiple errors, not just the one that was hit right to him, closed the glove too early, didn't get the runner at home. He botched a 3-6-3 double play where maybe you don't get him, but he drops the ball before it's an easy peg. And Andrew Vaughn threw it right to his glove, drops the ball, picks it up before the guy steps on second, and then throws it back to first. But I don't know, head was out of it, or he's just that bad of a fielder, which I don't believe. Or... Like last year, he made 12 errors last year. I think eight of them were versus the Guardians. Something about that damn team, he sees and is like, oh, snap, I cannot do anything. Just like the Royals, they can't play baseball versus anybody else. They see the White Sox, who are coming in this weekend. They're like, oh, man, this is our shit. We love this. This is my favorite time of the year when we get to play the White Sox and get a couple games. So it's just a bugaboo with him because I know he's not that bad of a fielder. Concentration was off today, and he deserves every single criticism that he's getting about his play. So you can feel bad about it, but the man has not played well as of late. 
Yeah. And my guy, uh, Jordan Miller, I think said he hadn't played well in about a year. That might be true. He hasn't hit a home run in a year, almost a whole calendar year. So I said that he was going to hit a home run today and didn't get close. Your no, man, Andrew Benintendi, almost get close in the ninth inning. Warning track power. Yeah, that's warning track power. It was zero out of 30 parks. That would have been a homer. Um, it would have been a homer in a Little League park. I think this is the closest or most recent update we have from Vinny. May 4th on TA. No, that can't be right. Nothing's bothering him. We're just making sure him. we have him for the rest of the season. We're going to give him a little bit of recovery. He'll get back after it tomorrow, but that was on May 4th. Um, I'll try to find a, an updated quote because I think Brett asked how hurt do we still think ta is he's either hurt or old um looking at the stat cast for a 30 year old he still has athleticism but i don't know how much he has effective athleticism for over 162 games we have seen his career game top out at 122 games this is his 30th uh year on the planet um but you look at his sprint speed 26.6 feet per second he only has two bolts this year um at least in 2022 and 2020 30 and 32 bolts which are 30 feet per second elite um sprints and then for his age rank he's the 18th fastest 30 year old he is the 40th fastest shortstop in the past two years, he was 25th and 23. Um, and you look at his percentile ranking for sprint speed uh, in 2021, 74 percentile, uh, 2022, 77th percentile, and in 2023, 37th percentile. Uh, there were a couple of, you know, infield grounders today that I thought, you know, Tim Anderson of old probably beats that out or is bolting down the line to try to beat that out. We really don't see. Uh, that speed. He did try to steal another bag today, um, and you said he got a great jump, but his his actual lead off the bag wasn't enough, and he didn't have the speed to get to second base. And mm-hmm. I mean, even Adam Hogue earlier was uh, judging the the way he slid into second base as well. So Tim, I don't know if he is the same athlete that he was, and I think that's really starting to show at this point because. He hasn't hit a homer in nearly a year at this point, four days away from that fact. Um, and, and as we see, this, we see the speed declining at the very important marker of 30. Yeah, and that's where you say old school was your prime is 27 through 31. And so if he is the 40th fastest shortstop in the game right now, they're not 40 starters in the league. So he's behind the backups too. So... Right now, what do you do here, Tim? What What's your job? You're not picking the ball up. You're not hitting. You're definitely not hitting with authority. You're not stealing bags at a rate that you usually do. I don't know what's going on. And I hope he's hurt. That's what I'm holding on to, that he's hurt. But after a while, that excuse of being hurt wears thin because the performance has to be what it is and like we we're talking about yesterday if you're not hitting first uh, being the leadoff hitter might be taken away from you i hope it would be taken away from you and it's just not grandfathered in because you were the leadoff hitter for the white Sox in 2020 and 2021 and 2022 and they had you had good success doing that if you're not going to be driving the ball if you're not going to be getting on via the walk you need to be dropped on the order and Maybe you can be picked back up. And I know somebody's like, who will be the guy? Yo, Mankata. I know he doesn't like it, but he's the best guy for the job when Tim is struggling right now. You saw Tim just, I mean, Yoan get off the bench and get you a hit. Yoan's been a hit machine this year. So get him more exposure to it bats. And he's not necessarily been a power guy. So, you know, you can uh, live with uh, Yoan not going deep as much as he's hitting as much as he is. And, Gloving it at third as much as he is. Yeah, uh, Husky Bardo with a super chat uh, saying trade deadline 74 days away, going to be fire. Uh, hey, I said 20 and 9 in May. And they are? Well, they have eight losses. Mm. I, don't, I don't want to do the win math. I know it's not 20. Well, they just got to win every one except for one. Exactly. I so, know that math. I guess so. Look, I'm hey, on this I side. mean, you know, relax here, Husky Bardo. Somebody was I asked- mean, we, we, we might be near 500. Might. 
be near 500 uh, at the end of May. Probably not. There was somebody earlier in the chat asking, what's Tim's slugging percentage at home? Coming into today's game, Tim's slugging percentage at home. Any guesses, Sean? This year? Why? Yeah. Uh, Tim's slugging percentage at guaranteed rate field. 198. Higher than that, it's 244. On the road, it's 361. But ungood either way, just real bad. Like, that's a park that you should be taking advantage of, especially with Tim's power to right field. You should be taking advantage of the wind blowing to right field today. No, sir, not at all. So, yeah, yeah he's but, been I mean, really we, bad. What we saw last year from the ball, that opposite field power was deadened. So, like, I don't even know if we should be saying go the opposite way. I would love for him to pull a fly ball. No, I'm just saying today the wind was blowing that way. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's just guaranteed right field. Yeah. And, you know, working at that park for about 20 years, you'd think that the general manager would understand that. I guess he understood it once when he signed Adam Dunn. Um, just he happened to be stubborn and play through an appendectomy. Um Yeah, I mean, seeing that graphic just continues to frustrate me. And is Gavin Sheets playing today? Gavin Sheets played later, yeah, but no, he did not play because of the lefty starter. We did a pregame, and I I didn't complain about it then. But it's just you know, it's it is just frustrating me because you're going to start Andrew Benatendi no matter what. Like that was the big thing is that Luis Robert, Tim Anderson, Yasmani Grandal, Aloy Jimenez, Yoan Mankata are all going to be healthy, and Andrew Benatendi is going to consistently play, and he's going to provide you know average play for you like this team didn't need that this team needed a game changer this team needed somebody to hit home runs like you know he's he could take a a quality at bat like Brett Gardner like basically that's who I feel like they just signed they just signed Brett Gardner but Brett Gardner who's like 33 34 35 36 and 37 like what does he do and and that's the thing is like I mean this team needed Somebody to hit home runs. Yes. I don't care about the hits. I mean, what we had one thousand singles last year. Mm-hmm. Like we needed at least two hundred home runs. When the White Sox won the World Series in two thousand five, they hit over two hundred home runs. Like that's what a, a World Series winning team does is they hit home runs. And and I just the, the general manager doesn't even understand what this team needs to do. And he he said it out loud. Like he oh my god he admitted. I don't know if you remember the, the you know Tim yeah. Robinson. Uh, in the 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 skit where they're talking about the the car and the guy's like, oh my god, he admitted. Yeah, the hot, when he's in the hot dog. Exactly. Suit. No, 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 right? different no. one. Hey, we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll show you the clip. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he goes out and, and then signs Andrew Benatendi. It just doesn't make sense. Like Joey Gallo with this wind. Oh man, probably forty homers. Yes, without easily. a doubt. Kyle easily. Schwarber, as as I've said before, forty homers. Cody Bellinger. Your man, Michael Conforto. I think sitting 30, Michael Conforto was hitting 30 with this win in the stadium versus the pitchers they have to face in this division. And another thing, I know we're going to get to the pitchers later. Damn, Logan Allen is not that damn good. But he was had the White Sox perplexed all damn day. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is, like, my my guy Andrew Vaughn, I, I just tweeted this out, like, He's looked rough. I know he just hit the homer off Peyton Battenfield. Uh, but outside of that, he's he's been struggling. And uh, the homer he hit off the lefty uh, to, uh, from the Rays, Clevenger, or Clevenger um, that was his first homer in basically a year off a lefty. So a guy like Logan Allen, he should be, you know, rubbing his hands together. Let's eat. And, you know, we really didn't see that from the two-hitter from the White Sox. I mean, Jake Burr, I'd rather see him in the two-spot than... Andrew Vaughn, like move him from four to two and get him as many at-bats as possible. Because, you know, we saw Jake Berger at least put a ball in play and like rope a single. Andrew Vaughn, I I, I know I've I've been a, a big advocate of him, but it's it, it has been a frustrating couple of weeks here um, with Vaughn. It just feels like he's not really finding that power that, you know, was really promised. And hey, he, he led the team last year, 17 home runs. He did. I don't think he will lead it this year as uh, Luis has a nice lead, but uh, my man Jake Berger is coming to get him. But I just like the approach that Jake Berger has at the plate. Like he pretty much is all or nothing. And that leads to a lot of strikeouts, but it leads to a lot of hard hit balls also. He knows uh, with the eye pitch what this pitcher offers usually, and he's giving his all. He's giving 100% of what he has on that pitch, and that's why you see results that you see 
at guaranteed rate feel for Jake Berger. Um, yeah, Andrew Vaughn needs to step it up. I thought, like you today, a lefty, the White Sox would eat versus a soft tossing lefty. But no, they couldn't see him. And they were late on his fastballs, which were topping out at 93 miles per hour. Late on those. And fastball counts. Yasmani Grandal, uh, late in the game, not versus um, not versus uh, Logan Allen, but he went against uh, Stefan. And no, no, he went against um, Emmanuel Classe in the ninth inning. Nine, a 3-1 count, 99-mile-per-hour pitch, ground to the short. What are we doing? What are we doing? These 3-1 swings today were lackluster. I need the 3-1 swing we got the other day from Jake Berger. The 3-1 swing we got the other day from your guy, Andrew Vaughn, where you're just sending it. The 3-1 swing the other day we got from Luis Robert, where you're ready for a fastball. You're sitting on that fastball. You know what the velocity of that fastball is. And you serve it to the outfield or over the fence. Uh, two White Sox hit Logan Allen's fastball uh, in, in into the outfield. I'll just put it that way. Uh, on, on a fly. Who were they? Jake Burgers was 114. I don't know if it made it on the fly in the outfield. It was, I would not label that. As okay. A, the, the, the Looking at the spray chart, negative 13 launch angle. We're not going to count that. Okay. Um... I'm going to say since he had two hits, Luis Robert. Nope. Okay. Uh, let me go with the person that usually gets it's off of Logan Allen specifically, right? Logan Allen's fastball. All right. I'm going to go with my last answer. Hans Alberto. No. Uh, yes. Monty Grandal in the sixth inning. Uh, he uh, put one out to right center or so. And then Andrew Vaughn to like straight right field. Uh, in the third inning. So, you know, when they were trying to hit Logan Allen's menacing 91-mile-per-hour fastball, uh, they were late on it uh, and and not really able to turn and burn and crush it. And we saw, you know, Luis Robert, Andrew Vaughn against Jordan Lyles and his 91-mile-per-hour fastball turn and crush it and pull that ball um, and and hit him for home runs. Like, the White Sox need to get into more of a rhythm. And, and to be fair, they've done that decently in May, um, hitting home runs. Uh, obviously not today with the one run, but, you know, they have to get into that rhythm of, all right, we are going to pull fly balls, even if it is going to be the death of us. Like, there's no reason not to, especially in that park. And, I mean, you saw the wind graphic. The wind blowing in from left field wasn't even that inhibitive. It was like one mile per hour. I mean, go to the other park in Chicago, and that's going to, you know, be like negative 13 or whatever mm-hmm. um it's so i mean there's no reason not to pull fly balls especially against you know logan allen of all people so and today is the only the third day in may that the white Sox have played where they didn't hit a home run in that game what's the record sean what was that this is the only other third game in may that they did not hit a home run what are a record in those three games uh, Oh, and three. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Wow. Two losses to Kansas City and this one to the Guardian. Amazing. <laughs> I feel so proud. Yeah. <laughs> um, they don't hit home runs, they lose. <laughs> <laughs> who who would have thought? Um, let's take a quick break and let you know about our uh, great sponsors, and then uh, we'll hopefully be joined by Vindy Duber in just a second. I uh, want to let you know about Athletic Greens. Uh, I'm really glad that we uh, still get to chat to you about Athletic Greens. We're one of our first people. One of the long day ones. Absolutely. Uh, Our next partner has a product we've been using uh, for basically every day Mm -hmm. for the past year plus uh, since we've started CHGO. AG1 has been with us for a very long time. We started taking AG1 because they told us about the benefits of a supplement. It's easier than taking multiple pills, trying to figure out what is the best way to balance uh, your body, live a healthy life. Uh, Athletic Greens has made it simple. All you have to do is just take a scoop. Put it in water, and you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, or superfoods, probiotics, and adaptions to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, um, so you can look all beautiful and stuff. Uh, I personally uh, just started doing it because, you know, I, I... I don't know much about my multivitamins uh, and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. And that's AG one. Uh, it's a small micro habit with big benefits. It's the one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And instead of maybe having a cold brew habit, maybe a little coffee habit, uh, you are investing in your health and it's cheaper than 
your cold brew habit. It's less, it's less than $3 a day. I mean, how much is a, a cold brew? Four bucks, five bucks? It's like $5. You get the cream on top. I mean, that's like six bucks. I mean, geez. Uh, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No needs for millions of different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your free purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash socks. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash socks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you, Athletic Greens. And hey, uh, one uh, vitamin you don't have to worry too much about, uh, especially with the sun, is uh, vitamin D. That's the right one, right? There's a vitamin C. There Which is. one's the one from the sun? D. D. Okay, cool. D. D. C D. is from orange juice. I mean, yes, it can be. Okay. Uh, take on the sun with gear built to last when you're taking in all of your lovely, lovely vitamin D. Our friends at Shader Ace have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shader Ace is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics with... Uh, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Look at how beautiful Herb looks. Mm -hmm. uh, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear as well. If you're clumsy, this is perfect for you. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, it tells us that they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. They have your back long after your purchase as well, uh, up to 30 days. Because if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop because, again, Shady Rays has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized shades. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Folks, um, no Vinny. Darn. Yeah, when I leave here. It's usually kismet when he just. When I leave right here there. tonight. Yeah, when you get Vinny. I'm going to wear my Shady Rays home because the sun is going to be right in my face. And they work out perfectly. And if you're, if I haven't broke my glasses yet, you ain't going to break your glasses. Because I treat my glasses. I just throw them around and such. They come in a nice case. But I just throw them around. Dog sits on them. I sit on them sometimes. I have I have broken my shady rays, and honestly, they're not broken to the point where they're unusable. So I'm not gonna like. I, I sat on you them. Call, you should call them. Huh? They bent. I, I I should, but they're durable to the point where like, I mean, like you know the the I, I sat on them, so the top of it cracked. So like it kind of is doing this little like hinge thing. I got gotcha. you. But like if I just keep it. Like if I just press them together, they're fine. Yeah, you know they're durable. They're built. They're built well. Um, I sat on them, cracked them, and uh, they're still working for me. So I should wear them the rest yeah. of the show. Then mailman Jack, if I look badass in them, um, I, I could see. Will you be able to see? I have my contacts on. All right, that's good. That's, I usually don't wear contacts. That's why I usually wear glasses and don't wear the shady rays in studio. But today I wore my contacts because it was a bright, sunshiny day. Just for so, I was like, let's 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 bring out the shady rays. I have them in my car all the time, so. I have one of those things in the middle of the thing. I can just put my sunglasses. I've always wanted one of those things. We're at John Garland Likes. So thank you very much, everybody. Um, if you want to keep the likes uh, rolling in, you want to hit the subscribe button to CHGO Sports. Uh, we got a CHGO Sports YouTube channel or a, a podcast going. Uh, they're talking about the hot seats for all the other managers. So we got a ton of content for you on a daily basis. So make sure you're hitting that subscribe button, hitting that notification button. And if you are uh, enjoying our podcast, uh, head over to iTunes or uh, Spotify and give us a a rating. I don't think it's iTunes anymore. That's really dated. It's just it's podcast. podcast. It just says podcast on my nice. feed. Yeah, oh. Give us five star there. Go to Spotify. Give us five stars. Tell us what you really think. I mean, if you don't think we're five stars, hell, give us what you think. Other people have given us two stars and said some words to us. I'm, not, I'm a grown man. I can I could take it. Yeah, your opinion we've, we've, is your opinion. And we've paid visited, visits to those people who have given us two stars. <laughs> um, no, we haven't. I've never had been in a fight in my entire life. Neither. Um, well, I've been in one. It was all right. Yeah? Yeah, we were uh, playing in middle school when uh, I gave somebody a double axe handle off the top rope, which was just our railing. Hell yeah. And he took a little offense and um, swung on me. I was like, hey, that's enough. And then I just you know, swung on him, and then this fight was over. Oh, like, was quick. you know, go to sleep son? No, no, he oh, just okay. felt the power. He's like, that's enough. Oh, he I'm, just... I'm good. Okay. I didn't mean to do that. He didn't feel it with your... Yeah. Double axe handle? Yeah. 
I mean, it was just it was a, I wasn't doing it full force like a, a wrestler or anything. I just did it like just to put on his like head. Yeah, no, you I know, get he it. He felt a little bit. Yeah, but he didn't like it. wasn't like painful or anything. He just took exception. Yeah. Hey, I mean, you're 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 a professional worker. I mean, exactly. you're not you're not working stiff here. Yeah, I'm not out here uh, Hogan in it. I'm not out here. Uh, um, what was it? The worst wrestler? Uh, uh, JBL, the guy who runs in uh, Ultimate, Ultimate Warrior. Warrior. Oh, they said that he sucked. He couldn't sell anything. He was just all hyped up and. Throwing real Drug, punches, drugged up, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I wasn't doing it too tough. Yeah. And I, my motto still is: it's like I don't start fights, I finish them. So that one, it works. There you go. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, and just I would avoid fights from here on out, you know. And that way you you have a clean record. Yeah, that's that's what I do. I I don't talk too slick, um, so I don't get too much fights. And I'm you know this big, so people don't like the challenge. Twenty three likes. That's you. It is, man. Wall. No, nope, that's uh, Andrew Benintendi. Forever and ever. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, Robin Ventura. All right, uh, let's go into Dylan Cease talk. Uh, 24, Joe Creedy. Um, let's look at his work today. Um, let's look at his pitches. Um, Dylan threw 39 sliders, 37 fastballs, 12 knuckle curves, uh, three changeups, 91 pitches in total. Um, a big thing that was really sticking out was his poor fastball he was down a mile per hour on his fastball uh sitting at 94.6 his yearly average was at 95.6 his slider uh was down a mile and a half it was sitting at 84.5 its lowest was 81.7 which has been pretty surprising to see his yearly average uh, at 86.1 and then sarah if you want to go to the the other graphic that's just like this um just kind of talking a little bit more about the struggles with the fastball, the slider, even though the velocity is down, it is fine. It's leading to it getting hit and getting hit fairly hard. Uh, 11 balls in play, 94.3 miles per hour uh, average exit velocity on his slider, Um, but still an effective pitch, uh, six whiffs on 18 swings and eight called strikes, a called strike plus whiff percentage of 36%, but the fastball he wasn't really able to locate it a ton. Eight called strikes, and he was not getting swings and misses on it. One whiff on 15 swings, uh, 24% called strike plus whiff percentage. Uh, he just really wasn't able to be dominant with his fastballs. And we saw Lance Lynn and Mike Clevenger have a little bit more success um, with the fastball, and, and it's a little bit concerning to see Dylan uh, have those struggles. I mean, we even saw Arias... Hit him home, uh, oh, yeah. uh, you know, take him deep uh, on a on a fastball. So, um, yeah. yeah, it seemed like in the fifth inning that was their plan. You know, sit on that fastball and also cover the slider. So they were letting those balls get deep, and Arias let that get deep and go to right field for the home run. And the same thing with the next hitter, he who went and got the double. Um, and luckily for Dylan, he got to get that guy out. But is it me or is it the first time this year that we've seen him? Or first time in a long time, throw more sliders than fastballs. Because um, I know earlier in the year we were like, oh, that's weird. Because last year, at the, especially at the end of the year, he was doing much more sliders than he was in his form seam fastball. So I kind of like that trend. And I think that was an actual pretty damn good outing for Dylan Cease, even though the numbers are down, the miles per hour and the fastballs down, the ha- mile and a half on the slider. But he did his job. He was in the seventh inning. Pitching pretty well. And if Tim can catch one ball and throw it home, I think he only gives up that one earned run, which was the home run by Arias. Yeah, the only the only inning that was bad was the the last one. Yeah. And so I you know, I'm not gonna poo-poo his start, and I know you weren't doing that. I think Dylan Cease gave the White Sox exactly what they needed today. The offense just didn't show up. Uh Dylan Cease was not his ace stuff, but this is the stuff I'm talking about. You have to pitch well without premium stuff, and he pitched pretty well without premium stuff, only giving up what, two earned runs? Did they did they actually give him that third earned run or did they charge Tim with the air so that run wouldn't have scored? I think only two earned runs. Three for, earned runs. Oh my god, that's so crap. They should change that. But I'm only gonna give him two earned runs and set six plus innings or six and a third innings. That's a pretty good start for us. That's another start. We're stringing together good starting pitching. That's a positive for the White Sox. Starters are starting to do their jobs. I thought he could have gone a complete game. I mean, uh, you know, if he if he was able to get out of the seventh inning. I mean, there there wasn't really anything concerning about his start. 
it just, you know, got off the rails a little bit there. Um, you bring up the, the actual pitch mix. Um, he's thrown more sliders and fastballs in now six of his nine starts. Okay. Uh, he has thrown the fastball more uh, in May. Um, so in May 3rd, he had, threw the fastball more. May 8th, he threw the fastball more. And uh, May 13th, he threw the fastball more. So at least his last three starts, he threw the fastball more than the slider. But uh, overall, he's still you know featured the slider uh more overall, um, and Alina, 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 All right, Alina Juarez. Um, asking why do you think Cease's velocity has decreased from last year? It hasn't. It hasn't. I don't know if this is just him not feeling comfortable or fully stretched out just yet. Because to start the year he was at ninety seven point two, um, and he's been at 95.3 and 95.7 and then 94.4 and then 95.6 and then 95.1. So it's kind of just kind of been up and down. Like it hasn't really found consistency. I don't know if it's health. We talked about him going on that streak of uh, one earn run or less um, in, you know, around this time. So I don't know if he's just trying to find his footing and his consistency. Um, I, I would just say that, He's just not there yet. I think that there has to be a point in the season where he kind of turns it on, mm-hmm. and I don't think he's just got to that point where he's found enough consistency in his routine and his daily work to, you know, really find that consistency and start building. So, um, you know, maybe this start is good enough, and hopefully the way it ended didn't leave too much of a sour taste in his mouth because overall it was a great start. Yeah. I think he will, uh, at the end of the day, feel that he didn't do enough for his team personally, but I think his teammates, his manager, and everybody who watched that game knows that Dylan Cease actually did pitch well enough for that team to win today. And I'm glad they moved him up and, and had regular rest for him because he that's what aces do, especially when a team is struggling. And he gave you a good outing today. And so I think he has nothing to hang his head about. Miles per hour might be down from today, but he still went out there and battled and pitched, even though that's not a great Cleveland Guardian lineup. We've seen the White Sox starters do poorly versus teams who aren't great. And so we got to give them credit when they do pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. And I just am frustrated that, you know, this is the guy that they lose to. I mean, this feels like Bo Brisky. You know, I mean, Dylan having an outing like this, I know three earned runs. I would still agree with you that Tim probably deserves one of those earned runs or, or credit for that. Um, you know, this feels very much like the White Sox just couldn't back up their ace. I mean, wh- what else do you want from them? I mean, they had their kryptonite today. Bases loaded, zero people <laughs> out, and went down one, two, three after that. Like, I don't know how much more. The guy was on the ropes, too, and it was the part where you're like, the first two guys lay out him versus uh Logan Allen, and they're just crocketing the guy. And then Andrew Benintendi, I don't know if this is called from the bench or Andrew Benintendi doing it on his own, but he squares the bunt, and Logan Allen does what you're supposed to do, throw the ball up and in, and gets um, uh, Benintendi on the ground. And then he subsequently throws three more balls to load up the bases. And you're like, all right, here we go. Let's eat. Mm-hmm. Nothing. The White Sox fail to get anybody in with their sixth, seventh, eighth hitters going all down weekly all they needed was a pop fly in the outfield and I I did see a pretty bitter take which I I did appreciate uh, I think from Matt Crawford saying uh, if Jake Berger was in the eighth spot they would have driven on those runs so uh, you know everyone bitched about Jake Berger not being in the uh, well they uh, wouldn't higher in the lineup and you know this is what you get well theoretically they wouldn't have because Jake Berger was the fourth hitter who got that first hit the 114 mile per hour Rocket off of him was Jake Berger, four, and the five hitter, I think, was Grandal, who got on base after a single two. That's fair. Um, all right, let's uh, take another break here, and then hopefully Vinny Duber will be joining us. Um, Want to let you know, uh, do you have a comment, Reed? Or, I do have it always. That's amazing. I should let you know beforehand. Um, hey, hey, Clark, relax. All right, I'm not going to respect Bob Brisket. I mean, is Bob Brisket even going to be – Starting against the White Sox? (laughs) I don't think so. Um, Yeah, Bo Brisky sucks. And I think this pitcher, Logan Allen, is a little bit better. Maybe he has a little Mark Burley in him with the pace he works with, the the pitches he works with. Because we were talking about it earlier that there, the White Sox, 
are not squaring up this fastball, which they should easily square up. 91 mile per hour, minimal movement. They should have squared up those balls all day long. And there's got to be some deception where they're in between that 91 mile per hour fastball and the sweeper that goes low. But he only, I don't know what the, the, the pitch chart looks like, but it looked like he pitched those fastballs pretty much letter high and those sweepers were low, low uh, by the shoelaces. So I thought you can get a, a read, a pattern on him. But no, the White Sox were always late on their fastballs for the most part. So he has to have some deception or the White Sox were just bad today. It could. That's it. No, that's it. Okay, that's you, more. Did you the, just the say? The, did you just put him in the mouth of my guy? Who? Mark Burley. I, I'm not with, saying with, he's with, bad with his five eighty nine career ERA. The White Sox are just bad. You know, five eighty nine ERA. You're looking at the wrong Logan Allen. No, I'm looking at the right Logan Allen. No, you're looking at the wrong Logan Allen. This Logan Allen's only pitched. He had a, a half a run. He's only like three and a half uh, ERA. There's Vinny. But well, we gotta do the comment read, right? I'm, I would try to, and then you compared him to Mark Burley. I'm sorry. <laughs> do you have the comment read? I do have it right here. You right, ready for it? Go. Yeah, well, let's go. Comment Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. I was looking at the wrong Logan Allen. I told you. He's got a 343 career ERA, and it's probably gone down since then. Uh, yeah, ComEd, they offer a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all c- sizes across the territory. They also offer free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes how does that work sean well an authorized engineer with work will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs these can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours within three to four weeks customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects they could start working on vinnie duber immediately no, immediately. Yeah, e- immediately. Uh, each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and civil payback. If you own a business, do not wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips, lighting incentives, order, schedule your free facility assessment, go to comment.com slash powering biz. That's comment.com slash, co- uh, sorry, that's comment.com slash powering biz, Sean. Yeah, you got way too excited over that I one. I did. Yeah, you, you really... I'm trying to get like Dave over there. He's yelling. Yeah, Big oh. Dave is on uh, Studio A over here me hyped just go schedule it today um also want to let you know about game time if you are looking to get into a white Sox game or maybe a concert coming up i'm going to the national on uh the 21st don't stress buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all these sports concerts uh comedy and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have herb has used the game time guarantee he got the best price when he was down in atlanta uh going to the braves game found tickets in the same section and row for less and within 12 minutes game time credited him 110 percent of the difference and again you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. And they're sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. And it is the easiest way to the day of a concert, an event, to get in right away. Yeah, Thank they're you. too expensive right now. Wait until the day of. Of course. Maybe after the first song has been sung. <laughs> game time. There you go. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download the game time app. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, sorry, Vanita. Leave you high and dry there. My bad. You, you gotta, you're going to have to run that by the producer before you just make that quick point, I think. That's fair. I don't know who's who's producing the day show today, but they need to know. I am Vinny. Sarah's doing Hi, it. Hi, Sarah. How are well, you? I had it. I had it all Great set job. up, ready for you to go, and I also was not aware that you had a bit to say for the ad as well. So I was like, oh shit, he's he's behind the scenes. It's okay. I, I never tell uh, Herb or Vinny when the comment ad is even coming up. So you know, uh, I'm just really always making them uh, uh, be on their toes. Uh, Vinny, how you doing? I'm swell. How are you guys doing? Not too bad, huh? You know, the White Sox didn't win the the battle today, but they won the war. They won the series against the Guardians. So we'll take we'll take the little victories where we can. Um, we just wrapped talking about Dylan Cease. 
What's going on with Dylan? Um, I know we just recently talked about Lucas Gilito after his last start, and he wasn't feeling the best. Uh, anything of sorts like that from Dylan today, or is he just frustrated with his performance? Uh, I mean, yeah, he said he didn't really feel like he had his best stuff today. That it wasn't really he wasn't really able to kind of take it to the you know the next gear, so to speak. But um, the results were pretty good. I mean, they're really what there were two big hits off of him the whole game. I think he only walked one guy, if I remember correctly. So. Um, I, I thought he had a very good day, to be quite honest with you, cons especially considering some of the uh, performances that he's had this season in which he has looked very unlike the guy from last year. Not to say that today was a you know example of domination that he turned in so routinely last summer, but you know, for him to cut down on the walks, for him to keep guys off the bases, you know, we always say you give up a home run and it's a solo home run and that's kind of it. It's uh, isolated. It's not an indication of a bad game necessarily. Yeah, he got in some trouble in the seventh inning, but his shortstop makes a play for him and it could be looking a lot different. Yeah, I didn't mean for that to sound critical, too. I just meant more um, maybe how he was feeling because we see the velocity uh, sliders down a mile and a half and, and the, the fastballs down a mile as well. Um, that, that's why we were bringing that up specifically. But no, I, I mean, to your point, um, I mean, he gave them length. And if he got through that seventh, he would have got given him uh, given him more length. I mean, only uh, left with 91 pitches. Um, I thought the hook was a little bit too early, too, because as you mentioned, uh, Tim kind of made the mistake. <laughs> Dylan got the ground ball that he needed. But uh, Tim kind of botched that one. Uh, I don't know if you guys talked to Tim post game, but uh, it's been a difficult stretch for him the past couple weeks here uh, coming off the aisle. Yeah, somebody somebody brought up earlier boy he doesn't play very good defense against the guardians does he like if he could just <laughs> get rid of some of these games against the uh the team of course that they see the most uh he would uh, he would look pretty sterling out there in the field but uh listen i think it was kind of an example of what tim is right now i mean i i always kind of rush to defend him obviously people look at the errors and those are unavoidable obviously and 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 kind of make a, a, a sweeping judgment that he's not, not a very good defensive player i don't think that's true all you got to do is look at this very game and the sensational play that he made just a, a, an inning or a couple innings before uh the error there but then at the same time you get that double-edged sword this error happened to be really untimely and really costly and uh you know certainly last year all those ones against the guardians those that was the case with those ones too so you, you take you kind of take one with the other you're going to see him make a bunch of plays that a lot of people can't make or come close to making like he did today and then you're going to make see occasions on which he doesn't make the plays that he's supposed to make which also happened today yeah and i just did a little quick uh tabulating 10 out of the 16 errors he's made the last two years have been versus the cleveland guardian so something with that team he sees them and he can't field the ball but you know, that's neither here nor there. Did Pedro speak about, um, I know there was a lefty on the bump, so that's why no Gavin cheats, but did he talk about why no Yoan Mancata also today until later? You didn't hear me? Okay. Oh, there's one second. Right, I, think, there, I think uh, th people, they're, they're, yeah, they're vacuuming. Things. Uh, Vinny's really all blushed and stuff. Look at him. Oh, he's all <laughs> red and stuff. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, I mean, what do you think Vinny would be? No, right no, now? no, Johan Moncada today, guys. Uh, it, it, it's we heard from Pedro that there's going to be days off for Johan <laughs> because of the back. Uh, a back injury is not something that necessarily is completely over and done with. And for him to be able to keep playing, they're going to need to keep monitoring that back. And so here he is getting a scheduled day off, uh, day game after a night game. It's something you're probably going to see a little bit more with Yoan Moncada. There's other guys that can play through some of the stuff that they've been dealing with. Uh, Tim Anderson is one of those guys who's not getting days off, despite the fact that we've heard that his legs are not at 100%. And then there's Yasmani Grandal, who... They're not putting on the injured list. They're just kind of letting him go. They're going to give him a day when he needs it uh, to recover. But this is maybe just going to be a thing. And this is the legs I'm talking about, not the back. The legs with Yasmani that is maybe just going to be there. And they're going to have to just kind of work with it. Because, look, he did it again. He, he's, he's getting on base. He's getting hits. And you might not be in love with singles from a guy that, uh, you know, was so good at hitting home runs just a few years back. But for a guy to be nearly up toward a 300 batting average, for a guy to have, I think, his on-base percentage is like 370 or something like that, he's him. having he's having a very good offensive year so far, and they want that to stay in the lineup. And if they've got to, you know, manage him along the way to do that, they're going to do it.
I know you meant it in a concerning tone because of injury, but I am glad that Yasmani Grandal does have legs. <laughs> the way that you phrased yes. it. Can <laughs> confirm. Can like, confirm. Yasmani Grandal does have legs, and it, yes. it will, uh, you know, <laughs> hinder him in that his was, baseball playing. That, not the fact that he has legs, um, but that was surprising to see him in the lineup today. That tells me of the toughness. We already knew that, that uh, Yasmani has... Day game after night game, I think a veteran like that would get the day off. He got the day off from behind the plate, but he still DHs and contributes to a, a offensive attack, but they couldn't do anything with him. Yeah, can I speculate, uh, speculate or theorize here? Like, I, I had the feeling that, you know, let's DH him. Let's see how he deals, because obviously he was able to hit the ball yesterday. It was just more running to first. Like, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if... That first hit he gets, runs to first base, they're pulling him for a pinch runner. And, you know, then maybe we see him go on the I.L. But he able, you know, seemingly uh, play through today, yeah. uh, you know, uh, scratch free. So, uh, you know, if, as long as he's able to keep that going, I don't think there's a concern, at least in their eyes, for the Sox, which which is good. Did you want to follow up on anything? No, that's I literally what okay. I was wanting to ask about, the Osmani Grandal. And that's good to see him back in the lineup. And good to Pedro's like, yeah, let's put him right back in the lineup, even though we scratched him last night during the game. Yeah. Um, is there any any other concern with Tim? I, I mean, especially health wise. I, I know we talked about you know the plays that he didn't make and and has made, but we talked to, before you joined about his sp- uh, speed kind of declining, and I know part of that's him protecting the injuries as well. Um, but you look at outs above average. Twenty twenty one, he was at a two outs above average. Last year, negative two. This year, negative three. I don't think the error, at least misplayed ball today, is going to help. Um, does he have his full range of motion? I mean, has Pedro talked about you know how they're trying to protect his health? Yeah, I mean, I think the idea is that just his legs aren't 100%, and so you're seeing him out there maybe not doing this kind of explosive things that he's done in the past. I did ask Pedro today after the game about his defense, evaluating the defense, and Pedro says it's been looked really good to him from his view that he's uh, that this is a play today that he makes 10 out of 10 times so or 9 out of 10 times, and this just happened to be the one. So um, I think, you know, it's it makes sense to question whether the running is affected in the field as well, but mostly that's been something we've seen when it comes to running to first base. Did any of the hitters or Pedro himself talk about what made Logan Allen so deceptive? Because we picked up that he was kind of, well, the, he was having the White Sox hitters late on his 91-mile-per-hour fastball, where we're looking at it's like you should be, like, sitting on those 91s, especially in favorable counts, fastball counts like 3-1 and 2-0. But uh, did anybody talk about what was going on with Logan Allen and why it was so effective today? Yeah, Pedro said that he brought that up. Actually, he brought up that fastball and said it reads 91, 92 on the on the gun, but it doesn't look like or it doesn't feel like that to a hitter. And so I think they were kind of learning early in that game. You know, oh, this is something we've got to kind of make an adjustment on because uh, it's it's maybe it was kind of creeping up on him a little bit. I think he called it a sneaky fastball or something like that. So um, yeah, he he noticed that too. Did Pedro and and, and the White Sox hitters noticed it also and we're kind of coming back to the dugout and talking about that so um something they picked up on but really in the end it comes down to can they can they do anything with it when it when runners are in scoring position and no they could not and that's really been a problem for them all year long um i think they were one for seven with runners in scoring position today but obviously those three three chances after they loaded the bases with nobody out in the second inning Pedro said it and 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 i completely agree with them that's the ball game right there because they they do they put up anything or really a crooked number in particular in that inning. And uh, the Guardians don't really have right now without Ramirez or Naylor the ability to to come back and do that. I mean, Sox pitching was excellent this series. It really mm-hmm. was. I mean, there were moments where guys got in trouble, obviously, and we saw it today again today. But to go three games, only limit this team to eight runs. And then when, you know, in, in the first two games, you're getting the offensive firepower to, to back it up and then some, you know, uh, obviously, the, the bats would have liked more than one run today, but boy, did the pitching do their job throughout this entire series. Yeah, the lefties were good today out of the pen. Uh, Aaron Bummer threw uh, in his 14th appearance of a not allowing a run. He also has five appearances of allowing two-plus earned runs, so uh, uh, very uh, hot or cold for Aaron Bummer this year. But we uh, saw the 2023 debut of Garrett Crochet. Let's go. Uh, good to see him. Uh, do we have the Garrett Crochet stats that I sent you, Sarah? Um, I do just want to let people know, um, you know, what Garrett looked like uh, through seven pitches today, a very efficient outing, uh, four sliders, three fastballs, uh, 
pitch velocity was sitting 84.5 on his slider, uh, and his four-seam fastball was sitting around uh, 95.3. Top like the average. Uh, what was that? <laughs> like the yearly average, how he's down, and it's his first time. I know they probably oh. get stuff from major, minor league baseball. No, it's too. from last year. Okay, or whenever is he last pitched? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, maxed out at ninety seven. Um, wasn't super clean. Uh, you know, wasn't a perfect outing from Garrett. Uh, hung a couple uh, uh, sliders there, but he got the outs, which which is uh, most important. And he pitched, which is great to see. Uh, did Pedro talk about Garrett getting in? And did you guys even chat to Garrett himself? weren't able to talk to Garrett after the game, but Pedro talked about it and basically said, you know, they, they need him. They need him to be out there and be a part of this bullpen, especially, you know, kind of the struggles that they've had early, but just, you know, to have a weapon that they thought they were going to have. I mean, uh, you know, Pedro Griffel wasn't tasked with navigating a bullpen for a full season without crochet, like Tony LaRusso was last year because of the, the missed whole season because of the Tommy John. But you know, Pedro Griffo shows up and is like, all right, I want that guy as part of my bullpen plan kind of thing. And here he gets him. Obviously, it's mid-May by the time he does get him. But uh, to go the, to be able to um, stick to the plan that you thought you were going to have uh, or before the season started, all of a sudden, that's that's a good thing. Not to mention the guy is, you know, an effective pitcher. Uh, uh, it always helps to have uh, a bevy of those down in the bullpen. Uh Garrett wasn't really throwing too hard today. It didn't look like, but uh, as you mentioned, not necessarily, you know, an outing that's going to blow anybody's socks off, no pun intended, but uh, hey, seven pitches, three outs and take that every day of the week. So um, I I think you're going to see him in a bunch of different moments. Like I've been talking about the last couple of days and we'll see how that continues to evolve today. Wasn't necessarily really a spot in which you'd expect to see anybody right necessarily just because of the situation in the game didn't really call for a specific role, but Garrett Crochet, we're going to see how he continues to be used. And if they use him in that multi inning role, or if they use him in, in high leverage moments or, or even, uh, uh, you know, I don't know how many save chances there's going to be between now and when Liam Hendricks comes back. But uh, if there is one over the, over the weekend, uh, perhaps we'll see Garrett Crochet used uh, in the run up to, or maybe even in one of those we'll see. I know the result of the game wasn't favorable today, but I think the switching of Michael Kopech and Dylan Cease for spots today and for tomorrow, I think will help the team in the long run. Did they speak about earlier in the week on why they did the switch and why, how it would benefit Michael Kopech getting the extra day's rest? Is that just, he just needs it because we saw the results of last year when he pitched on six days of rest. Uh, no, I don't really think it was about that at all. I think it, uh, the way Pedro explained it is like it was Michael's turn to get some extra rest and that all the all the pitchers in the rotation are going to be getting that as this uh, as the Sox try to make sure that those guys stay healthy and fresh throughout the entirety of the season. So um, it, it's, it was obvious to maybe draw some or to try to draw some conclusions based on the fact that Michael has not been having a lot of success so far this year that maybe giving him an extra day or two to work on stuff would have been beneficial or like you said, the fact that here's this is Michael Kopech who didn't rack up a ton of innings last year and they're hoping to or he's hoping at the very least to be able to do so this year um but according to Pedro none of that necessarily played into this it was just here's an opportunity because they had an off day on Monday to get someone an extra day of rest uh, as they kind of build toward the season he even said that there's going to be times in the future where Michael's going to have to be what, what Dylan was today, which is pitching on regular rest, not get to take advantage of an off day because somebody else in that rotation is going to be given uh, uh, an extra break when they take advantage of an off day. And then you brought up save opportunities and, you know, possible save opportunities before Liam Hendricks comes back. But we saw a tweet today from Jeff Passan on a possible update on Liam Hendricks. We saw even some footage of him working out in the bullpen. Uh, I think that was taped from a couple weeks ago when he did come back. That's from today. Was that today? That's today. Yeah, from today, uh, with Lance Lynn and Lucas Giolito, I saw the I saw the the graphic uh, leading into the the footage. Okay, uh, but yeah, coming in. Uh, what what's the update on Liam? Is it possible that White Sox fans could see him taking on the Royals this weekend, or is that a little too soon? According to Pedro Grafol, it's not going to happen this weekend. That being said, um, that being said, uh, he is. We're going to find out a lot more tomorrow. Uh, because he is going to throw uh, a live bullpen session, or not a live bullpen session, excuse me, a live batting practice session tomorrow, it sounds like. And um, after that, they're going to do their conversations and, and reevaluate and discuss what's going to happen here. Uh, it seems that Liam was kind of just done with 
the minor league rehab process. Uh, you know, that the way Pedro phrased it was a change of scenery and a change of location maybe would be beneficial as he finishes up this process. They're going to try to kind of figure out still what that's going to look like. I'm not sure that there's really anything on a long-term basis that they know what's going to happen. That being said, the, he, Pedro keeps talking to us about this being a day-to-day process and that they're going to go by how he feels on a day-to-day after he does his work every single day. Tomorrow is an important one of those days in terms of that work, and then they're going to figure things out. But again, the latest update from Pedro was maybe maybe it's early next week, maybe it's late next week, maybe it's longer. So I, they really don't seem to have anything nailed down at the moment, even if the other possibilities are being discussed. So... Um, it, we're, I guess the best we can do is, is what they're doing, which is taking it day by day and kind of figuring out what the next step is uh, uh, when, the, when the benchmarks get hit. But you wouldn't rule out him possibly returning during the road trip when they go to Cleveland and Detroit? Or would it be yeah, the, the home out. series? I mean, I wouldn't rule that out. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't think anybody. I don't think. I mean, the way Pedro Grafold talks every day, it doesn't seem like he or the team knows what that day is going to be when Liam comes back. I think right now, what you can read this as is his rehab assignment. You know, they how they transfer the rehab assignment sometimes to another minor league affiliate. Maybe you can read this as they've transferred the rehab assignment to here. And, okay. and, you know, and he's just going to keep doing the work that he was supposed to be doing. Him pitching yesterday was in, in Charlotte was kind of a surprise based on what Pedro told us. They, he said that he was going to pitch you know, or, you know, uh, another day kind of thing or two days ago, whenever the hell it was that he pitched last in Charlotte. So, yeah. So, uh, again, it, it seems to be fluctuating pretty constantly. And sorry about that, Sean, over questioning your uh... – your thing about uh, Liam Hendricks there. And also, I want to ask, like, did Pedro, I know after losses, these guys are pretty upset. But after all, as Sean said, they won the war, and winning two out of three is what they should be doing. Did he have that perspective after the game, just knowing, okay, we keep on doing this, we'll be fine. Yes, today's results suck, but I think the starting pitchers and the hitting is coming around for the White Sox. Yeah, he was very complimentary of the way the pitching has been going, not just the starting rotation, but I think the bullpen too is benefiting from the starting rotation being more consistent, pitching deeper into games and being a little bit more what they thought it was going to look like. Uh, The pitching in general, very pleasing to Pedro. Obviously, it's going to be tough for him to compliment the offense after uh, uh, the, the scoring position numbers today. But the rest of the week, the rest of the series, it was excellent. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think give them, give everybody down there some time and they'll feel that way. Right. I mean, they're not going to be like, Oh yeah, it's great job. We're so happy after losing this one and, and only scoring one run against Cleveland. But, uh, certainly what Pedro has said in the past is like, you're not going to rattle off 20 wins in a row, you know? So, I mean, this is the way this is the this is the way to do that, right? This is the way to crawl your way back out of this hole is to win series. And I think, of course, that's what they want to be doing right now. And surely they're quite pleased uh, with that outcome this week. If they won 20 games in a row, no one would be mad. I, I'll just say that. That would tie an American League record, I believe. Uh, good. Hey, yeah. Good for them. I think, I think, I think it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's a comment on reality and uh, what's realistic, Sean. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, and they I don't, don't have, have a Mulder, Zito, or Hudson on their team. What was that? They don't have Mulder, Hudson, or Zito on their team. Well, but didn't the Guardians do that in like 2017 too? I thought they beat that the the Moneyball record. Did they? Okay. Um, but boy, anyways, if, if they were if they were to win that if they were to win 20 games in a row, then we'd have to do all the casting of the movie. It would be it would be difficult. It would be more work for us. No pitchers, no ah. pitchers in that movie at all. I'll take that work, folks. Don't worry. Just a former baseball player playing Miguel Tejada, who looks nothing like Miguel Tejada. Royce Clayton, White Sox legend. Um, all right, let's uh, get you out of here on this. I, I not only did you talk to Pedro Grafal, but you also talked to uh, Chris Getz. Um, he up, kind of updated you guys on the minor league pitching depth. Um, if there was an injury, who would you expect to be the person called up to start some games for the White Sox after talking to Chris? Uh, it would be Jesse Schultons, which is echoes what um, Pedro Gafol said yesterday uh, about that same question. Uh, but again, the the list the list is not an impressive one. Um, and even in talking about, even in listing off the guys who would be kind of you know below Schultons on the depth chart, you got a lot of comments about a lack of consistency in their efforts from Getz. Um, so I don't know. Uh, ooh, hello, I don't know uh, exactly what sort of confidence White Sox fans should have in what's past the five guys at the big league level. But um, 
Jesse Shelton's Nate Fisher, uh, Sean Burke, who is not even really all the way back from a springtime injury, uh, and then two guys in double A. So really, after three guys, Chris Getz starts talking about guys who are in double A. So I, I, it's not it's not a list that I think uh, is a very um, like I said, I guess I've used the word exciting or confidence inspiring one. Now, anybody can come out of nowhere. Davis Martin just did it last year. But uh, if it gets to the point where they need a somewhat long term replacement in the starting rotation, and they might not, you know, it could be a situation where even if somebody does get hurt, they only miss one start, they only miss two starts. You can throw a bullpen day out there or allow Jesse Shelton's to come up and pitch four innings or whatever. But, uh, if there's a long-term injury in the starting rotation, it's going to be going to be trouble for the Sox, I think. Our guy, uh, Mailman Jack, wants to know if you're going to see Sarah Shook up in Milwaukee. No, I have seen Sarah Shook. I saw her at uh, Sleeping Village a few years back, which was pretty good. Um, but uh, she's she puts on a good show. I'm going to a concert tonight, actually. But who are you uh, going to yeah. see? Going to see a band called Banditos Ooh. over at uh, over at the Hideout. So that should be fun. Zydeco listened to them before. Uh, no, rock okay. and roll. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, someone's a big Banditos fan back there. Uh, someone's uh, screaming for the Banditos. Oh, well, enjoy the concert tonight, Vinny. Uh, we Thank will you. talk to you on Sunday. Um, that's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Eckerall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. That's Vinny Dubry. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Dubry. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. If you follow him on Instagram, you'll probably see a story or two from, uh, from uh, the hideout. Okay, I was going to say Sleeping Village, but that was the other band. Uh, you might see a, a, an Instagram story from the, the, the hideout tonight. So uh, make sure you follow him over there. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. We'll talk to you on Sunday as the White Sox take on the Royals. Talk to you then. Go Sox.